Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are finding success and we are here to help you break that monotony of your life and help you find your version of success. Welcome back to another episode guys. Uh, one and only producer here, Luke. <laughs> Signing in for another episode. <laughs> uh, my name's Adam and I'm Alex. Back again. And today's episode is about investing. We're going to go into the basics, back to the basics. Now, in previous episodes, we spoke about snippets of investing. We've given you little pointers. Um, whereas this, we're going to go into the deep depths of the basics of investing, basically. But before we start, we want to say that this is no way financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. If you are seeking financial advice, please go and find a financial advisor. Very good. So, the basis of investing. <clears throat> Where do you want to start with that? Because it's still very broad and a not a taboo subject, but a subject not well known. And as we said on a previous episode, not spoken about yeah. very often. It's not common knowledge what investing is or investing in the financial market is, which is what we're going to talk about. Um, it, it's a broad, broad subject or a taboo subject because I think money overall in people's lives is quite hidden, I think. Yeah, it's not. Day to day. Yeah, people don't like talking about it too much. It's not what you're talking around, about around the dinner table or with your friends at work, or sometimes your friends, but it's more negative, like talking about it at work, oh, I need more money. So yeah. I need more money. That's all you really talk about. So it is, yeah, it's a tough, um, tough subject. Because again, the majority of people perceive money to be negative. Yep. You don't need money to be happy. You don't need this and all those words continue to be put out in the world and put into your head and then from a young age if you've heard that your whole life it goes with you your whole life unless you can change it indeed so to start what is investing in the financial markets so investing in the financial markets again i'm going to go fairly broad here and I'm going to put it the most simplest possible way that i possibly can for you it is taking your money that you have earned and buying an asset in the financial market for it to hopefully increase in the future. Okay. So it's it's a vehicle of growth. You're growth growing and wealth generation, asset generation, income generation, income growth. All the words that you can think of that have growth in it. That's what they're that's what that means. <laughs> um but it's a slow game, isn't it? It's a slow game. However, going back to social media really quick, it's not perceived as a slow game. People and adverts on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever that you see, invest with me, give me £500, which is an investment, and I'll turn it into £10,000 in a week. Doesn't happen. Is not true. Um, and it's pure speculation anyway, which is 
something that we don't really want to talk about. Um, so that is perceived as being, that's where it becomes a bit hard, isn't it? Because the subject of people that don't really do research and stuff is they see someone that you pay them for 500 quid and they get 10 grand in the week. So why are they ever going to want to have a seven to ten percent return a year investing in a in a in a fund, which we're going to talk about later? Why do they want to do that? They don't do that. They want the biggest, bestest next thing, but they don't see into the future. They they see the now. Yeah, spot on. I don't think people because it is such a slow game, a game of patience. People don't see. Uh, they don't want to wait the ten twenty years for it to start reaping the rewards of of just a basic passive investment yeah that we're gonna that we sort of talk about in this particular podcast it's not the speculation that you said or even stock picks necessarily um and as soon as and this the seven percent in uh return is just not attractive people are like well what's the point it's just no yeah. point if i get if i have 10 pounds we're only gonna get 17 pounds after a year it's just no one's gonna everyone's gonna just out the window and forget about it but um I think they forget about just the long game, the, that power of the compound interest building up and it's just exponential growth after that. A strategy so, that we're going to sort of give you that is common knowledge within the investing game, uh, should we call it, is it, just mind-blowing on the returns that you can receive after a 30, 40-year period. And again, we're talking about here the future. We're not talking about the now. We're not worried about improving our time now or we're about improving our time in the future because you know you threw up a good point earlier about retirement mm. you know and and inflation it, it's scary where and how cheap our money is going to be in the future yeah for those that don't know what inflation is it's, it's like the metric of the how they measure it oh what I'm saying here. how do I get this out um, it's a term used by the central bank's of how the devaluation of money is occurring. If you yeah. know what I mean, is that a good way to say? It? Yeah. Um, it's measured in a percentage, and and they they genuinely aim to cause a certain level of inflation. Two percent inflation is like considered a good rate because it helps the economy grow, but it doesn't lose the value of your money too much. So it's actually quite a good rate. But at the minute we're we're looking at some big spikes. I think America at the minute is floating around six percent inflation, and we're at three three point one. Um, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous for for the you and me, the nine to five, as the everyday Joe blocks, because it just means our money is burning away and getting shrinking effectively. Yeah. Which is scary as well, because <clears throat> as we spoke about again privately, uh, someone we know has a large sum of money in their bank account that is just sat there. And when I say large, I mean fifty or above, and it's sat there losing money because inflation, unfortunately, as you said, three percent, three point one percent at the moment is what their money is decreasing in value because it's just how it works. So even if it's, if it's not on high interest account, you know, if it's just sitting in the bank account and you have that money, go and put it somewhere in a high interest account minimum. Absolutely, yeah. To, you know, just to get something back because you're just losing money if you have money. It's that, when, it's that uh, purchasing power is what helps me understand what inflation is. Um, <clears throat> if I were to go to the shops, i got a good example. If we go to the shops in 1970, I had £10 in my pocket, I could almost fill up a shopping cart, right? You go to the shops now in 2020, you would need 158 quid to be able to get that same purchasing power of all the groceries and all that sort of thing. You wouldn't be able to fill up a cart with £10. Um, and it's not 
uh, it's, it looks like, you know, if you had 70 quid in your pocket in 1970, uh, 10 pounds in your pocket in 1970, and what you have in uh, 2020, 158 quid, it looks, oh, my, my money's grown. It's, yeah, it's not, doesn't work. It's, like that. it's literally not that. When you look at all the graphs, your money gets more, but it's because the value of that money has decreased. Um, and that was from 1970 to 2020. So that's 50 years. So a long period of time, but not a lifetime. No. Like half a lifetime, effectively, yeah. these days. Um, and that was quite high inflation. That was 5.7% inflation over that 50 years. So it's quite high, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see that again over the next 50 years because it's... Because of what happened over the past two years. Yeah, yeah. literally kicking us up the ass and messing us up quite bad. So it wouldn't surprise me if that happens again. Um, <clears throat> there's also some future projections. So I managed to find last night, if I had £10 in my pocket today and I went out shopping, say I went to McDonald's, I bought a couple of burgers. You can buy a couple of Big Macs for 10 about these days. Only less than 30 years in the future. It's 2050 they can predict. And again, keeping the inflation rate, inf- inflation rate up uh, 3%. Guess how much you'd, money you'd need to be able to buy them same burgers? Uh, I'm going to go 30 quid. Not quite. It's 23 quid. Oof. 20, so still, you're going to have to have double the money to be able to pay for the same uh, same food. Goods, yeah. yeah. And that's terrifying. So imagine, so that, that person with the 50,000 in his bank, in in 10, well, less than 30 years, it's going to be worth 25 grand effectively in today's money. And that's just disgusting. Yeah. Like imagine your money just sitting there, just literally rotting away. Burning away, doing Burning nothing. away. So that's why we invest. That's the main reason why we invest. And to grow wealth and you know, so on and so forth. Because it does, it, the market will beat inflation and it will beat. And it will give you a return. Yeah. So you're just constantly growing. And that's what we like. That is right. That is right. So just to give an example of like <clears throat> the returns on a, on, on the markets. Say you had a million pounds, right? Very well off man has a million pounds in the markets. He's invested over many, many years. Comes into 2020, the S&P grew 26%. So it's huge growth. Like, unprecedented. <clears throat> quite a lot of word, unprecedented. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite yeah. a nice word. Um, so the return that year was 26%. Out of that, just from having a million pounds in the bank, He's earned over £260,000 that year in returns, like without doing anything, just having the money essentially in a special bank account. Like over a quarter of a million pounds, you can live off of that. You don't need any sort of other income unless your living expenses are ridiculous. But you sort it then, like, I, that's why I want to do it. Because one day when you have them lump sums in the banks, the, the return is just phenomenal. And obviously, you know, not to put a downer on it, we can talk about the returns. We like obviously investing can be risky. There's always a chance that it will decrease, and it does decrease. It has decreased, but when we're talking about a return of our investment here, we're talking about seven to ten percent, for instance. It has been was eight point eight point one six eight point one yeah, eight point one over the past how long? Hundred years. Yes. So. Over the hundred years, yes, there's been ba- been down years. I'm sure there's been down year that's you know minus one or two or three percent. But for instance, twenty one percent increase is where it makes it up. So yes, I've just said the over- overall average is eight percent a year, which is still unbelievable. Invest that million still today, he oh. still gets eighty back, which again is very very comfortable for someone to live off. Incredibly com- comfortable, like it's 
just it's amazing. It's a it? no-brainer, isn't it? You yeah. don't it, put it this way: you have a million pounds, you saved it up, you've invested it over a long period of time, compound, and so on and so forth. We'll talk about that later. But you never have to work again. You can quit your job. You don't have to do anything. You can sit at home. You comfortably know that you've got hundred years of data and proof that you're going to return eight point one percent each year, year on year, on average. No brainer. No brainer. It comes back to imagine. Um, I'm going to give another example. It might be a bit out there, right? You've got two blokes. Sound is so for it. Got one bloke that's poor, one bloke that's rich. This rich kid, the poor bloke's just one hundred thousand on the lottery. Poor, the rich geezer's got 100,000 invested in the markets, right? They both get to this 100,000 pound number. They're like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to go celebrate. I'm going to go yeah, spend a little bit of it. The poor geezer goes by as a really nice car. Nice Audi, I think it would be. Just, I don't know. Just why not? Um, puts a down payment on a house. <clears throat> does those sort of, sort of little things. So immediately, his money's just dropping. He's spending it. He's, he's putting, taking it from his bank account and giving it to someone else. <clears throat> The rich geezer who's got £100,000 invested, he knows he doesn't really want to touch that. But the returns he's made this year, he's going to spend that. So he's gone out and bought a nice car. He's not bought a house, but he's bought a nice car. So now they've both got the same car. But who's really won out of the two of them? We know that. It's the wealthy geezer. Because not only has he got the nice car, but also he's still got the £100,000, still working for him, still giving him the returns. Whereas the poor lad, he's just whittled his money down to 50 quid. And And that's the difference between the wealthy, the investors and business people of the world and the poor consumers yeah. types. And you got to decide which one you're going to be, basically. Unfortunately, the consumers, the people who win the lottery have no financial backing, do they? So when you win the lottery, they win a massive sum, 50 million or whatever. And rather than putting it to work for them, they never have to work again. They go and blow it all up the wall. And they then find themselves, nine times out of 10, I think there's a study somewhere that um, out of the top, 20 lottery winners, 19 of them are back doing the same job that they were. Really? Yeah. When they first won the lottery. Because it's gone. They blow it. They blow. They buy stuff that doesn't improve their life. They buy liabilities, not assets. And it's gone. It's all it, gone. Stuff that depreciates, stuff that they don't invest in in the markets. They just buy holidays or cars for family or friends or a couple of good nights with a few good mates. And that's it. It's gone. Unfortunately, it's because, like we were talking about earlier, it's just that lack of education about the finances. If you were to be taught how to manage your finances when you're not when you're poor, basically, when you become rich or you come into that sort of money, it's not an issue. It doesn't phase you. It's just, you just know how to work it and it's, it's done. So, um, that's why we said, how many episodes did it go when we said get educated? Yeah, exactly. It's like episode four or something. Yeah. That was amazing. But yeah, it still stands today. It's so educated. All right, so now you've given a good point about what you can do with investing, how you can improve your life, and the reason that we do it. Also, we we want the income, we want to increase our wealth, decrease our living expenses, and overall, the money that we have there sitting there, we want to make it work for us and improve our lifestyle overall. And as I already said, the 8.1% a year return is what we're aiming for now whether you're listening to this in america or all over the world doesn't matter your own country has a specific inflation rate as you said america's quite high on that. <clears throat> over the past 20 years do you know what the uk's inflation rate was no not the previous uh 
past 20 has been 2.9%. Okay. So it's over the past 20 years. So our 8.1% there, minus 2.9%, sorry, because we have to take it away because that is what we're going to lose. We know that it's inflation. The purchase of power. So what are we down to now? Put me on spotted dots. We'll we'll just call it a nice round number of 5% because it's, it's a nice number. Now we're down. Now we're down to five percent in making our returns on money. Put this into perspective. You put your money, as you already said, into a bank account. You're not making any money. You're losing money. It's burning. We're now putting it into investing. We're still now making five percent. Five percent is better than losing three point. Well, three percent. Sorry. So that is one another reason why we invest is to improve our money. But again, talking about edu- getting educated and common knowledge. Why do you think people don't get educated about it? Or why do you think it's not common knowledge? Um, I think it's, again, like I said earlier, it's the taboo subject. It's just a risk. People are, they've heard the stories of all the people losing their money in I'm, the market. I'm glad you answered this. This is where I wanted you to go. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it's just, people think it's too risky. Risky, exactly. Yeah. So what happens is, is, Mama B comes in and goes, oh, she hears that you're investing now. She knows, oh, you've got to be careful because Johnny Davidson's lost all his money in investing. But Johnny Davidson was investing in the worst ever piece of company that he didn't do any research on. Yeah. Old uh, Arthur Daly down the pub told him to invest in the company. And we go, oh, I trust Arthur. Arthur's a good lad. You know, I'm going to put all my money into this company without doing any research. And bang, he's, he's, he's gone to zero because it was fake. He didn't do no research and he didn't know what the company was doing or what it was doing next or if it was a, a long, a prolongable business, basically. So is investing risky? Well, yes, it can be. But is passive investing risky or investing in certain index funds risky? My argument is no. Again, I said it three times. As you said earlier, the uh, the return over a hundred years has been eight point one percent. So the longer you basically the longer you're in the game for, the less risky it becomes. In fact, the more beneficial it becomes because you're just reaping the reward rewards. So investing, our passive investing, investing in the whole market all the time, it's just I would argue it's not risky. I also like to think when people think, oh, but doomsday is going to come and stock market, everyone's money is going to disappear, all of this sort of stuff. <clears throat> you know the conspiracy theory all the wealthy people in the world run it always happens yeah yeah. the wealthy people of the world run the world <clears throat> their money's in the stock market as well their money's in the financial markets as well they don't want to lose their money so it's actually quite a safe vehicle as long as you're not an idiot like you said and just listen to the mate down the pub who drives his banged up micro yeah and thinks he knows everything about the government and all this sort of stuff ignore him just do your own do your own education and do you own education? Get educated yourself and, and you'll just see it's not actually that risky. The longer in the market, the safer it is. And again, to parents maybe that are listening to this who have kids that are interested in investing, don't say to them, it's a risky business, don't learn about it. You need them to learn about it so they can improve their overall life and hopefully in the future look after you at some point. Because, you know, unfortunately that is what 
it all happens. You know, we have mm. to pay for our parents to look after them. And if you're already restricting them on how to learn to invest, then you're also restricting them on wealth as well. So if you have a younger kid, 16, 17, 18, who's interested, um, maybe Christmas presents just, Christmas just gone, but give them a little Christmas present of here's a 200 pound dinner and an ISA. Stocks and shares ISA for you, for your future, pay into it this month and show them that the interest that they can earn off it and the Spot. compound interest that they can earn off it. Spot on. That's one thing we want to go into next. <clears throat> you want to talk about that now? Yeah, let's talk about it. So I've it's, it's mind-blowing. It is incredible. So I've got this, um, you can go, if you're listening, go online when you're at home or whenever you've got the next minute, even on your phone. I forget you've got your phone. <clears throat> you can just type in a compound interest calculator. Um, it's like the first one that comes up, I think is one, an American one by the SEC. Um, Har- Hargreaves and Lanzan has one as well. Do they? Yeah. So, uh, so many companies. You can use like Google's full of them, isn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just, it just asks for a few figures. It asks for like an initial deposit so I put a thousand pounds just for example because it's quite a basic figure to get to. <clears throat> then a recurring monthly figure to be able to put in. So we'll say two hundred pounds there. So you've paid monthly two hundred pounds. Now that's all the money, all the capital you're putting in personally from now on, um, and with an average return of seven percent. Uh, some of them ask you for inflation rates and of your local country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So put, go on Google, just Google that. You can find that in seconds, and uh, put that in as well. Now it will it will punch it will throw out this graph, um, and it will two different lines basically the the value of your money and your total contributions or your total capital invested. After fifty year period, and it'll ask you for a time period, but after a fifty year period, I did this particular test, and capital invested was about one hundred twenty thousand pounds of my own money. So over fifty years, twenty pound a month built up to one hundred twenty thousand pounds. Quite a lot of money. But the value of that in the market was over a million pounds. So it was only about five, what was it? Six, I think it was a 10 year period where I had 100,000 pounds in the market. It was only worth 600,000 pounds in the, in the uh, valued. Um, it was only that 10 year period going from 100,000 to 120,000 pounds that it spiked almost doubled in value because of that compound interest. The time it's been in the market, the 7% constant growth and return reinvested just it's exponential the growth the graph is fantastic it's a straight line with your um passive, your investments yourself yeah the cash burning but then the value of it is just it's massive j curve isn't it yeah yeah enormous and it's so motivating when you see that you just gotta go right i'm not in it for <clears throat> instant returns i'm in it for the long haul i think everyone's got to think about that yeah that is again why i said it at the very start and why people perceive investing to be bad and why they expect a better return than 8, 7, 10%. Because it's all over social media that you can make the returns from £500 to ten grand in two weeks or one week. It's not the case. Don't do it. Invest passively, um, as you just said, and you can see the return. The return is there. And £200 a month is nothing nowadays. As you said, you know, it's basically about £12.50 back in 1970. So realistically, you know, £200 is nothing. And you can save that if you go through your bank statements and, and get rid of stuff that you don't need, the Disney Plus, the Netflix, the car, you know, just save money and invest it in the market like that over a 50-year period. And look, you're now an equity asset millionaire. It's there for you to, to live off and spend. And it's, it's so simple. Simple. Effective. But what, okay, so now we're going to give them a strategy. 
And that is a strategy that you already give them, but you kind of slipped in there the wrong way because I didn't even know about it, that you could do it that way and how and what that was called, what you just said. So as you said, we'll break it down. You invested a thousand pounds into your initial investment and then 200 pounds every single month over 50 years. What is that strategy called? Passive investing. Dollar. Cost. Averaging. So dollar cost averaging is what that is called. It is dollar cost averaging or pound cost averaging or wherever you are on the world cost averaging. (laughs) All right. Depending on your currency, euro cost averaging. And basically what that is, as, as, as Butson described, every single month you're putting in the same price, 200 pounds or as your money increases, you also increase that as well. So you keep up with the 10%. Um, but you're just keeping at the same price over the course of 50 years and you're buying the market like you are a food shop or groceries. Every single week or every single month, you go to the shop, you buy your same chicken, you buy your same broccoli, your pasta, your carrots. You know, you do the same food every, every single week or month and you do the same with the markets. You're buying the same thing at the same time at the same price. And what's better, you can automate it so you don't have to do it. You just literally live your life day to day and you're investing passively in the market with a dollar cost averaging strategy in the in the idea that 50 years time you will be a millionaire reaping the rewards which is yeah spot on I'd, there's a famous quote by Benjamin Graham that you almost basically said there um, it was buy stocks like groceries not perfume and what he means by that is you go to shop every week and buy all your bread and milk and all that <clears throat> But how often do you buy perfume? Exactly. You don't really do it like every six months, maybe if you like perfume. And, and you if spend you, a lot even if you money. do, you walk around, you smell. No, nah, I don't like that one. Yeah. yeah, that one. Oh, well, that one smells like Johnny Davidson. I want that one. You're and too you go, picky. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're too picky. You only buy one particular brand that you like. Whereas if you're doing the groceries, you buy everything you need for the week. And that's another difference. That's why dollar cost averaging works so well with the passive market or the, the an index fund of, of sorts because you're buying the entire market every single week having a diverse portfolio around the world so that if technically one side of the world falls apart, say we have a, a dot-com bubble again, um, the industrial side of things can keep your money working for you. And that's one thing we're going to talk about in a in a next episode, I think it is, again, in our little investing mini-series. So we've covered quite a lot passively-wise, and I think for now i think we shouldn't stray too far away from that because passive is easy we want to be passive we want to live our lives easily we don't want to be sitting in the computer picking stocks so on and so forth we want this and this is the reason that we say this is because everyone can do this and everyone should i feel 100 percent. it is not an option there is there is no option here it is you should be doing this because why not? Why would you not want to be a millionaire? For me, this should um, all like I genuinely feel like the nation should be doing this just because one, it helps out the economy. Like the whole the whole markets will grow like with it because the nation's investing. Everyone's also, buying the market; it's going to grow exactly. But also, I feel like this people don't understand the 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 benefit of it. This is going to be better than any sort of pension you're paying into right now because pension people are taking your money, even if they're in, it's an investment pension you're not going to be making the same returns as if you were to do it via your own personal pension, like a SIP or a, 
or even just for an ISA. Yeah. It's it's all I would one day love to see the world doing this just sort of passive investing, just automated banking. You don't even need to be there for it. Yeah. Just spend a, a day, set it up, and boom, it's done for the rest of your life. You don't need to worry about it. That's what I'd love to see one day. Because it would just the world would be better off. And people would be a lot happier in their own life. The money struggles would be few and far between people Certainly. that didn't do it and take this option. They're the people that will be having money troubles, unfortunately. Doing this is just a... You wouldn't see old couples in retirement homes unable to pay for them or... Relying on sons mm, and yeah, so on. Yeah, exactly. And daughters. No, no, what's it? You're not a... What's the word? A burden. Burden. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you <laughs> not a burden on your children and, and you can actually live a much better life in your, yeah. in your retirement. Um, yeah. Just... Right, we're going to finish there then. So, as we said, quick run over before mm. we close off so this is based on investing in the financial markets only not in our classic cars and so on and so forth um why do people invest to grow their money exactly what is a realistic return 8.1 percent in over a long period of time perfect <laughs> and we want to buy, again, assets, not liabilities. We want to buy things that will make our money grow, not buy things that will depreciate value. Depreciate value. As you said, with that perfect example there of the £100,000 man who spent it on an, on an Audi and not on markets. So, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you all enjoyed that little lesson. The next one, again, is going to follow on. So, please give next week's one a, lesson, a listen as well. <laughs> If you haven't already, go back to episode one and listen to every single podcast that we have released. Also, go and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel as well. All the links will be down below. Uh, I think that's it, isn't it? That's it. We're good. Awesome. So have a good one, guys, and see you next week. Success is available for everybody, so why should you set a place?